This week's episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast is brought to you by you. That's right. If you'd like us to promote your content or your store, let us know by going to theprettyneatpodcast.com and clicking the mailbag. Yeah. Did you hear that? I did. Okay, great. How are you? Uh, great. It's Friday. I'm off on Monday. Gonna go to Disneyland. That's uh, the correct there answer. It is. Going to Disneyland mm-hmm. on Monday. Circle goes to the square. Is it a holiday on Monday? No. Okay. You Technically, take... I think today the people were observing Veterans Day. Today is the birthday of the U.S. Marine Corps. Happy birthday but to all the Marines out there. Veterans Day is always on the 11th. Yeah, um, but the 11th falls on a Saturday, so people don't necessarily celebrate things on the weekend, right? In terms of like work yeah. observation, <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous, really. When it you is think about like, it, really, we don't observe uh, things on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, it just happens to fall off, uh, fall on one of your normal days off. Like, nope, unacceptable. We need another day off. <laughs> I'm, I'm not complaining. I understand when people look at Americans and they're like, they're fucking delusional. You know, the holidays on Saturday, you don't get Monday off because the holiday was on Saturday. You just no, <laughs> oh, no, we get we Friday don't... off. Wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about? <laughs> that we uh, observe... observance of observance of holidays. Okay. okay. If they were to if they were to fall on a weekend, you guys, we... <laughs> you guys really want to get me fucking crazy amped up this early? <laughs> of course not. Well, it's, it's 7 p.m. in our time zone. So it's the notion early. that the rest of the world has basically <laughs> anything figured out is abhorrent and absurd. Find me another country that even has the GDP of California alone. Oh, other countries have. No, they fucking well, don't. It, no, come on, bro. If you're saying that the equivalent of having things figured out is your is your GDP, your annual GDP. If we're talking about like observing holidays for work and yeah. and the notion is like other companies have business figured out better than America does. I mean, you, you know, took a lot out of that statement. Yeah, I did. You're right. Took a lot out of that one statement. I don't know if that's what we, that was intended. Well, then, then I'll back off. It's fine. <laughs> Here in America, we have a problem with work-life balance. Yes, we do. <laughs> that's not what I understood you to be talking about. So. No, no. <laughs> Uh, we, we were talking about today, today being the observance of Veterans Day yes. because it falls on the 11th, which is a Saturday. And then uh, Aaron incorrectly conflated Veterans Day with the Marine Corps birthday, which is on the 10th, which mm. is today. Mm-hmm. Um, also, shout out to my mom. Tomorrow is her 60th birthday. Shout out. Also, shout out to my mom. Turn the big six zero. That's Go two mom. numbers. Yep, <laughs> put them together. Sixty. <laughs> Almost as old as Daniel Cormier. Come on, the pretty neat podcast. We've been Almost as old as Daniel Cormier sounds. Daniel. You mean? 
Well, Two. let's see. Based it's, on all right, it's seven oh nine now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Based on uh, Daniel Cormier's uh, outlook on the world, yeah, he was definitely born in 1902. <laughs> Did he say something that I missed? I I no. really don't no. listen to him because it's no, no. That's it. Just, just me makes me sad. Shit. It just I'm, makes I'm me sad. Poking. I'm just poking the bear. Just right. poking the bear. Bear poking. Having we're said that, poking. he could kill all three of us with his bare hands in less than seven seconds. So, <laughs> yes, I mean, he, he has to get our hands on us. He is, kind which of he would. Fat. He is kind of fat, and I think yeah. I could outrun him. Do you think yeah. so? Yeah. Probably. Oh, I, I definitely think so. I'm willing I, to bet he could run longer than you could. I'm done for immediately. Not now. I, not right now. I don't know, man. Pro athletes are pro He's athletes. No longer are... a pro athlete. He's a commentator. Did you see a... what Brian Scalabrini did to that pickup basketball player? No, I did not. But Brian. Scalabrini, oh, you don't know about that? Uh, that was the Celtics player, the white dude uh-huh. with the red hair. He has I like mean, a radio show or a podcast or something, and someone called in. They were like, "I'd cook you right now." He's like, "The fuck you would!" And they met at a park, and it was not pretty for the caller. Well, I mean, what was the caller's uh, credentials, right? What What are our credentials? <laughs> I mean, they're vast and varied. I we mean, got credentials. I'm not I'm, when it comes to fighting. We don't. Well, what on what level? I have a shitload of credentials when it comes to observing fighting. Well, you, I think he, I think Dom was saying the act of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> The act of fighting. Hey, man, I took Taekwondo for three years. Hey, so did I. Taekwondo was the shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was because of the movie Three Ninjas. So just to give you a time frame reference in my life. Did Rocky love Emily? Did we ever figure that out? (laughs) I think, you know, he was he was pretty defensive about it. So we're we're assuming that he did. So I I like surf ninjas. Remember that? Oh, surf man. ninjas is surf ninjas is superior to three ninjas in my Su, dude Su, dudes <laughs> the thing with surf ninjas is it's like where do we need crime solved definitely in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> makes oh, like boy. no fucking sense uh i think that's the appropriate time for this uh bad boy to come in <laughs> 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 uh. I have on one screen to my left the Ducks game and on another screen to my right the Laker game. And Ryan, I got to tell you, man. Hockey's fucking awesome. I don't know what I've been missing my whole life. Other, I mean, I've marginally followed it. But yeah, it's 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 real good. You want to you want to hear like the amazing part of what you just said? Yes. Is that you've missed the excitement of hockey yet you haven't seen a game in person no i've seen games in person recently uh no Uh, okay so you're missing the pinnacle of excitement the in-game experience uh i i would i would agree i would i would state that all sporting events are better in person being part of the action however hockey is just a, a different level 
on TV. Now, I, ha- I had it on the other night and my wife was in the room and she's like, how is any of this even possible? Like, how are they, how do they even see the puck, much less skate around and smash into each other and manipulate the puck on the ice so accurately? It's wild. Yeah, it's 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 one of the games like that requires the most hand-eye coordination. Maybe the most. That tennis cricket. Tennis is a game, not a sport. <laughs> And I want fucking knives strapped to their feet. Yeah. 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 Did you hear did you I mean, unfortunately, did you hear about the the gentleman in the English league that died on ice because of a freak accident that mm-hmm. his throat got cut? Uh, um, so he uh he played for the penguins for a period of time in the NHL, but uh more locally known, he played for the Kings uh minor league affiliate, the mm-hmm. Ontario Reign. Um, which you know just sucks. It really, okay, it I'm really gonna, does suck. I'm going to lighten the mood because now I have the Sharks Golden Knights game on because I want to be part of the group. Because uh, I'm Aaron. I'm one of the three hosts of the Pretty Neat Podcast. Welcome to it. So the Lakers are playing the Suns to my right uh. in the in-season tournament, which is also a regular season game. And the Suns court is very... um. It's something. I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's something. Was well, it also is it Austin Reeves didn't start tonight? Austin, uh, which who is, started in place of Austin? Reeves? Uh, it looks like Cam Reddish, which I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. But I do think there's something to be said for Reeves being like the sixth guy off the bench, hmm. a la Managinobly of the mid 2000s Spurs. Um, Have it's either purple. Have, Sorry, Aaron. It's purple. Yeah. It's Suns purple, which is not Lakers purple, with a teal stripe down the middle and it says el valley uh like spanish for the valley in the middle of the court it's it's very jarring it almost looks like it's superimposed and they didn't actually set up a new court but i know that they did set up a new court because espn had a very interesting article about how much work it took the nba to actually get their hands on the, the approved versions of the painted courts yeah, I was reading a headline of of one basketball team having their court rejected. Do you know what team that was? For some reason, I want to say the Bulls, but I, I don't think that's right. No, I don't think it was the Bulls. Uh, the Mavericks. It says, okay. foul on the floor, issue Nix's Mavs tourney court. Hmm. It It does look like something you would see in a mod in a video game. At least this version of it does. Um, the Celtics and Nets were playing before this game, and that did not, that court was not as off putting. Hmm. Hmm. I really want to go to a Golden Knights game in Vegas. Me too. Like super bad. Like that's the, if I'm yeah, the I've, next I've hockey heard it's game. Quite, I've heard it's quite the production, mm-hmm. that their mm-hmm. whole like pregame experiences. I think Dom, you may have been explaining it to me. Were you at a, a night's game of late I have or ever? Never. I have been outside T-Mobile a number of times and it, when they have been playing, but I've never been in there. I've only been to Ducks games um, at the Honda Center. Okay, so then it definitely was Cliff because Cliff is the kind of guy who will root for your team, but then he picks his own team and then will let you know when <laughs> his team that he's picked is beating your team. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> she says, hey, we have to root for Ryan because Ryan's uh, root for the Kings because Ryan's a Kings fan. But once they're eliminated, we get to root for whatever team we like. And he, <laughs> they have chosen they have chosen the Knights, mm-hmm. yeah. much to my chagrin. Uh, but I, they're I, really good. They're when really we went good. when I went with my dad uh, in 2020 and we saw. Uh, the UFC at T-Mobile, they had all of the really dope Golden Knights shit decked out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the fan shop was awesome. Like, I I left the the fight card <laughs> a Golden Knights fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that they're paying the UFC for some conversion. Well, I mean, from what I understand, like in Vegas, you would expect <laughs> there to be some like high level of production and like mm-hmm. it does not fall short. Um, Hell yeah. Pre-game, I think they have somebody decked out in like full night attire atop a horse who comes out and however they're doing it, like takes a sword and throws it through the ice, right? To get the crowd pumped up. I mean, like objectively, that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I uh I I can't say I can't say too much about it, right? It's true. I mean, Man. look at that. Yeah, the drums with the the like light up dead visors. mouse like visors. Yeah, this is like medieval times meets ice skating. I'm in. It, it pretty much is. Ah uh, man. You know that there were no utensils in medieval times, hence there are no utensils at medieval times, but they will give you a refill of that Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cable cable guy reference. I like it. <laughs> so we don't have to watch any more of this. But this it that's it's cool because there's like a slight element of it being kind of tongue in cheek in a in an endearing way. <laughs> Heck mm-hmm. Yeah, super gaudy, just like the rest of Vegas, which uh-huh. I love every ounce of yeah do okay so we're we've already been talking about current sports because we're watching current sports right now all of us it seems but there are some sports we should also talk about you know was there anything crazy we did pretty well on our pnp prize picks we all I mean the the Nicholas Dalby <laughs> knockout is probably the highlight of the entire fight card over uh, one of the Bonfim brothers. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, not a whole lot that you're like, yeah, we learned a ton, or mm, hey, no. we're really ha- we're really stoked about what this could mean. I with, would agree with, uh, with that. Jaelton Almeida, like the consensus has been, hey, you should have finished him. Um, mm-hmm. So now with uh, Derek Lewis, Lewis being a pretty late replacement for Curtis Blades, you get to fight Curtis Blades next. <laughs> so you don't, you don't you don't move up in the ranks. But I think that's right. I do too. Yep. Because heavyweight is the division is fucked for 12 to 15 months regardless of what happens at 295. Uh separate from that so 50-44, 50-44, and 50-45, does that mean there were two judges that thought he had three 10-8 rounds? 
Am I am I well, reading a that 50, correctly? 44 would be one ten eight round. One ten eight round. So did he have a knockdown? No. Hmm. Take six for fifteen sh- on takedown. He had a shitload of riding time. Twenty one minutes of control time. Of of twenty five total fight minutes. So he was one hundred and twenty of one hundred and fifty three strikes. Thirty eight of them significant. Thirty two to the head. Um. I have never really understood the Derek Lewis thing. So well, it's it's heavyweight, and he's all the all-time knockout leader in the UFC. Yeah, if he wasn't a heavyweight, he wouldn't have been main eventing cards for like no. the last three, four years. This is a guy like uh, a baseball comparison is like Prince Fielder or Ryan hey. Howard, a guy who doesn't hit for average and just hits fucking tanks right he you know 35 times a year time. strikes out a shitload of times and then, but when he hits the ball it goes but when he runs into feet. one it's in the parking lot yeah <laughs> um prince fielder actually had a couple and ryan howard was an mvp so they're but they're just the first two like mostly power guys that came to mind like so, it's like so, a in, in baseball they say three true outcomes right home run strikeout uh walk like, Derek lewis right. is that Ryan Howard though had like a pretty severe regression yes. in his like peak years where he yeah, was well, actually making contact with the ball. I, I think we know what that coincides with, don't we? <laughs> I mean, me maybe some additional drug testing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, nothing else from this fight really jumps out at me though. Um, Angela Hill won. That's unique. Uh, that was a pretty big upset, and she changed her style. Um. And we were just, you know, we were disrespecting Angela over Kill Hill. So mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take the L on that one. Me too. Mm-hmm. She was way less of a punching bag than I thought she was going to be. Hey, real quick sidebar. Dom, do you think uh, LeBron goes over five assists this game? Yeah, I sure hope he does. Yeah. I actually think if you can get him anything under seven, it's damn near a lock. And and no matter what, it's, it's a good value play because... Uh, his his career average is higher than that, right? He's averaging 5.4 uh, so far this season. Um, oh. Right now, it seems like uh, D'Angelo is the one who's distributing it more than yeah. anybody else. He's averaging over six. But there are stretches. LeBron is tied for third in the league with a, in assists with 5.4 a game. Hey, NBA players everywhere, let's go ahead and pass the ball a little more, right? Is he third? Um, did you, did you look what that it up? says? His, I'm looking at his career stats right now. Uh, for his career, he averages seven point three assists. So if you can get him at less than that, it's a it's a good bet. Yeah, I did. I did. I took the over on the. Five. I like it. I, like I uh, it. I'm addicted to this uh, this this, this app form, that's not going to be named. <laughs> this this new form of yes. um of uh wagering, and it's. It's become a bit of an obsession, and now I'm mm-hmm. like betting on things that I don't feel like I'm the quote unquote expert on. I feel really confident with football picks and MMA picks. Okay. Um, I feel somewhat confident in specific NHL picks, like yeah. shots on goal, yep. block shots, and ice time. Like I can tell you, like okay. who's going to rack up those things? So I'm left and I- right. I've got a shots, a combined shots on goal today um, that I felt okay about because I knew that one of the Ducks main 
are they forwards? Help me out with positions here. <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both forwards. But Zegers isn't playing. So I, I figured these other two guys, uh, Troy Terry and Leo Carlson, were going to get a, a couple more cracks at it. Okay, so I love you for your newfound hockey yeah. fandom. Was However, that a, was it, that a bad choice? It just I'm just saying, like, because somebody's not playing doesn't mean everybody else gets more shots. Well, that's how it works because... in every other sport. So that's how I got there. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in basketball, like uh, I took the over on Giannis last night. And Giannis put up 54, so I looked like a genius. Um, what was because the, for total points? Was, what was it like 37 uh, and a half? No, it was like 34. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and and Dame Lillard wasn't playing, and then he put up he put up 40 and three quarters. Mm-hmm. So um in that game, right? Everybody's playing together, but in hockey, you have you got about 20 to 24 people, but they're not all playing simultaneously. It's about mm-hmm. like opportunities and total ice time. And if somebody is on a different line, but they're not starting, it may mean that that other line gets more ice time, but it may or may not be significant enough to result in more shots. Um, so there's a little bit of nuance there. And I know like you're, you're really delving into the finer nuances of the, the rules which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, we also have to, we have to, uh, finalize if we're, if we are going to go in one of those games at the end of the year. Um, the bad news is that Edmonton this year is not good. Like they're in, in danger of their current, we're super early in the season. So I don't know why I'm saying this, but they're playing like a team that won't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, it's quite baffling to be quite honest with you, but uh, that seems like a good game. And yeah, hockey, fun to bet props. Golden really Knights fun. scored. So, so how did you feel about my combined shots on goal of four and a half for those two guys? Um, so I need to see who they're actually playing. That's the they're playing Philly. Things. Okay, so. I feel pretty good because the Kings put up a four spot on Philly like last week. So here's what I feel good about is if you look at shots on goal, I look at two things, Um, team stats. So what team averages the most shots against? So the people that uh, the team that has the most shots against for the year are the Sharks. So anybody who plays the Sharks, I look at who's their top shots per game player and i go yes he will have more because the sharks are very bad at defense (laughs) okay Um, and then i I tend to look at is there a disparity within the team of somebody just being like dominant on puck so with edmonton uh they have one player who's i think connor might be connor mcdavid might be hurt and he's taken over a lot of the shot taking and i bet the over on him and he had like two over what the the over under was oh, okay. shots on goal so i tend to look at those things um i missed on the ice time because i drew dowdy like usually like leads the league in total ice time because he's just a stud mm-hmm. for the kings but even with a game that went to overtime he had the under which kind of baffled me but i started to think about it more in depth if uh you don't have a lot of power play or penalty kills, 
penalty, penalty kill situations, then it has a regular rotation through the lines and you get a more even distribution of uh, ice time. Um, and I'm totally boring everybody who's listening to this. Not so, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I started thinking about it. The team that you face, what's their average penalty in minutes per game? Because if if you have a player who's good in a high in ice time, that might that means he usually plays on power play units and or he's good defensively, which means he plays on penalty kill units. And if you're a top tier player, you're usually playing both. Uh, but if you don't have a ton of those, then your time on ice cycles through more regularly and it's a lot more evenly distributed. If that okay, makes sense. so um, as a team, Philly allows a little more than three goals against per game. They've had 338 shot attempts on them in 13 games. Okay, so <clears throat> I will look at team stats on nhl.com and you can actually you can actually download it into a spreadsheet but if Ooh. you wanted to go shots against per games played you would look at the san jose sharks average like which is astounding <laughs> 38 shots against per okay game. then you have the blackhawks the islanders who are 35 a game and you're saying the ducks are playing who philadelphia so Philly, unless I'm looking at the ESPN it, stats wrong, which I might be. Uh, so Philly is the actually the best in the league in terms of shots against. They they have the fewest shots against at 26 shots a game, which means okay. they probably play a more of a defensive style where they're trapping because they also don't shoot the puck a ton at 32 shots a game. Uh. Let's see, but the Ducks... Well, so now I don't feel as good about it. <laughs> shots per game played. The Ducks are also bottom five in the league for total shots per game. But they had a rough first few games, which I think is probably driving the number down. Okay, yeah, you'd have to look at it on a per-game basis and look at yeah. the trends as well. So it, it helps when you have a team that you follow. You're better to better to more closely understand like trends of how they're playing. Like this is a high level overview for a small percentage of the season. So, you know, you're basing, you're, you're making assumptions off this overall data being consistent throughout, which, you know, what you're saying is for the ducks, they didn't play very well in their couple of first couple of games, which can skew their averages. Yeah. I think they were zero and four and they're like seven and one or seven and two cents. That's that's a pretty good run. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. Well, that's how you gamble on hockey, at least marginally well. Um, we are addicted to this new form of wagering. That is for sure. That is a hundred percent sure. I'm gonna start getting into. Uh, I've already started getting into block shots per game, which is really fun. Mm. It's like it's all defensemen. So who is able to take shots? to the shin guards the most um oh block shots in hockey i'm sorry i thought you were talking shots. about block shots in basketball, basketball which is a way harder stat to predict that is that's totally that's totally hard fun fact the vegas knights uh aaron's favorite nhl hockey team correct <laughs> uh lead the league in block shots uh, well they two, have one loss so that makes sense two former players uh that used to play for the kings and now play for the knights in terms of defense 
Brandon McNabb and uh, I, I think it's Sean Dursey. I could be mistaken on the name. Um, they're just absolute beasts. They will stand in front of anybody and block a shot. Um, and that's why they're so good at defense, which turns they, into offense. What What is the term for enforcer? Enforcer is somebody who is, uh, you would have find them on the checking line where they go and they they hit a lot of people. They're really good at forechecking, putting their body on other people. Um, enforcers are also attributed to people that are your go-to fighters or goons, right? Okay. If your star player gets hit, then you send out the enforcer and he picks the fight with the person. Okay. So I need to buy two hockey jerseys. I need to figure out which Ducks player I'm going to buy. Do yeah. either of you know the other one? Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Not a current player and not ever a player, actually. Not a player. Uh, Are you going to get a Kevin Smith one? No, but you're <laughs> you're in the, you're in the realm. Oh shit. Darkwing Duck. <laughs> no, not a bad guess. I was going to say Wildwing. No. Not you're getting a little further away now. Okay, shit. Not a player, not ever a player. Mm-hmm. But is known to wear hockey jerseys? Uh yes, and is more famous for the other sport he ended up playing. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore indeed. Oh, love, it. <laughs> love it. And you know what? Not as expensive as you would think on Amazon. And when I went to see Mr. Sandler at uh in Anaheim just recently, a lot of people had Bobby Boucher jerseys on. That's fantastic. Dang. And he was doing a really cool thing where he was like kind of shouting them out uh from yeah. stage when he'd see him, which was pretty cool. That's but I right. think a happy Gilmore jersey would be sick. <laughs> yeah, that too. would be cool. Uh again, way cheaper than you think on Amazon. I'm glued to the fact that they're digitally replacing the advertisements on the rink wall and on the ice and on the ice. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And I mean, like I know and in certain can- camera angles, they can't. Uh, but I just think that's incredibly savvy of them. They do it on <laughs> NBA courts, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That makes sense. This is the first time I've seen it in kind of in hockey. On the Ducks games, will the middle ice projection one will go from Disneyland to Jack Daniels and then back to Disneyland again, <laughs> which which makes me happy. That's like our show. You're like, yeah, you that's like right. This? You like <laughs> this? Right. You like both of these things? <laughs> that's pretty much our no, show. No, you were show, dude. Dom, you're not kidding. Thirty five bucks for a mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore jersey on Amazon. You're um, you're basically no losing way. money not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. I think you what, should so, oh you know what though interesting so the the one that says Boston across the front is not the one that he wears in the movie hmm in the movie it's just the B with the circle that he plays that he plays golf in why is well, that which like is that? also a Boston jersey it's yeah. that's the traditional Boston right logo. but yeah. my thing is if it doesn't say Boston across the front I feel better about it oh sharks just missed damn uh we there's fights I should we prep <laughs> okay. okay there are fights for our hey, listeners hey, who are <laughs> happy Gilmore fights Bob Barker 
let's make a deal you know right <laughs> that line where he says i bet you get a lot of that on let's make a deal <laughs> it's it's so good it's it's so so good okay we watched who be halloween on netflix yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so absolutely. funny uh-huh <laughs> we really enjoyed it that was one of our favorites of like the new halloween movies we watched this year <laughs> last last weekend the wife and i watched uh no hard feelings that looks funny the joe Jennifer oh was that the yeah a... j-law J-Law? i know that she yeah. like aggressively fights a couple dudes totally butt-ass naked full frontal and it's like full frontal crazy to the point where i had to be like i gotta google if she actually did they body double no this is all her no she doesn't care she I'm... thinks that it's if it adds to the story and it's funny she'll do it i'm a fan <laughs> i'm a total fan of that mentality, I don't really care that she went full frontal. <laughs> and it was she's on the list for sure. She's and it was Mac- cool. <laughs> she's not on the list. She's not Mackenzie Dern. Uh, all right. Well, that's a discussion for a different day. <laughs> I don't know. Like she's, if you were presented with a choice, uh, what a choice! What a choice to make. It's Let's Jennifer Lawrence, that. and it's not close. It's not. yes. <laughs> yes. However, it's like totally I don't know, like the. Is the idea that Mackenzie Dern has the moves to really like lock you up like attractive? No. No? Not for me. I I, okay. I resent John Annick's comment. You resent it? <laughs> I do. Because I He didn't I say all, he said most. I think you don't like a, Mackenzie Dern? I think she's a butterface or or a On- mon- it or depends on the is that it depends the on the picture yeah, of her. Yeah, she depends on the picture away. of her. Yeah, she's a Monet. She's she's, she's a Monet. It. But they what are trying Ryan? on him. She's pretty from far away, but all up close, yeah. she's a mess. Yes, and <laughs> facially, I can understand that. Jennifer Lawrence doesn't have that problem. Um, sure doesn't. But the the embedded crew is really really trying to show everyone that Mackenzie Dern is attractive and and probably splits her her monthly revenue from only fans with the ufc she does not have only fans i don't I, think she has only i don't think so isn't she divorced now, now? Uh, she's divorced now <laughs> like who's to say that when she stops when she stops fighting that she won't have an only fans like she probably will because uh what's her face does right yeah that's well, how you make money what's her, if you're what's her face UFC doesn't but um no oh, no no, no, no. PVZ. She PVZ has her doesn't own... have an OnlyFans. She just has her own Instagram and she like, you know, she's she's uh, Andraj did too. She has a Paige has a subscription site. Uh of her own. Got it. How much is well, it? I don't know. <laughs> Good, you, you passed the test. Good job. <laughs> Yo no sé. Three married men host this show. <laughs> This is talk. Uh, this is playful. This is all conjecture. Yeah. Uh, so, so for our listeners who are probably listening to this while they watch the fights, which is a good idea, I think so. We're a good companion. We're to, we, yeah. Um, happy Saturday! Thanks for coming to the show. I hope it's I hope it's good. Go to our website. Click our mailbag. Send us your questions. We'll answer them. We talk about. UFC and other pretty neat stuff. That's what we do. What qualifies something as a as a sport versus a game? 
And I have an answer. Uh, well, I was going to say competitive league, but that doesn't that doesn't actually uh, distinguish game versus sport. Right. I mean, a- athletic requirement. But then like mm-hmm. the, the gray area is like motorsport. I but also with game... motorsport, you experience like G force and it's like a endurance type test. Mm-hmm. So I can consider that a sport. I think uh I think a game has a heavier lean into luck playing a role. Like poker. No. I would call poker a sport. No, because poker people... is a game. You can win. It is literally a table game. That is the category that it fits in. (laughs) I think that it is probably it's on the it is the if it's if it is, it's 5149 game. And honestly, I would say if it's a sport, either way, it's 5149. I'll give you that. Same thing with chess. I I think I I, really what what is like chess is 100 percent skill. But for me, luck is not the deciding factor oh, in okay. in whether something is a sport or not. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I that haven't shared with you my you. category yet. Do either okay. of you know? No. If they now play it or ever have played it in the Olympics or it's a sport. In, yes. Or in the absence of Olympic competition, some sort of international competition of it. I, I guess the one that. that the one, well, they have Canadian football. American football is absolutely a sport, and they don't play it in the Olympics. But yeah, and I think that there's a connection to like warfare in a lot of sport as opposed to games. Maybe so. Like one could say chess is a is a strategic like warfare type game, mm-hmm. but like you're not you're not going to win a war by by performing the action of playing chess, right? Whereas in, I would happily let, I mean, if a, if we were called to a draft, I would want the star football players at the front line because they're the top fighters. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like if we're mimicking um, and creating metaphors for warfare, uh, that could be connected to your sport definition as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. In some way, shape, or form, because I feel like the Olympics were a way of saying, "Hey, let's not kill each other unless we can bet on it." Am I right? Like that's how yes. the Olympics started, <laughs> and that way we can all live in peace. I think that's how. It and happened. American football was actually adopted, if I'm not mistaken, by the Ivy League from European soccer. So. And now it's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast picks. Pick, 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 pick. Well, we haven't had a chance to talk about the big thing that happened with this card. So let's do that now. Sure. John Jones. John Jones. Yeah. Stipe Miocic. <laughs> not happening. John Jones is probably out till the summer. At least. At yep. least. I mean, there's there's hope. Like, And there's summer. no USADA. No USADA. Yeah, he can go full stem cell. Yeah, I think they're going to... They're going to surprise everyone and he'll actually be back by 300 in March. But then who does he fight? He fights the interim champion, right? No, Stipe. Or Stipe. Yeah. One or the other. 
that how did the fuck does that make sense it shouldn't be an interim championship none sh- none of this really makes sh- any sense that doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> this is an interim bout this is aaron's favorite type of championship it's my favorite. Bout. that's it's right inter- it's an interim title it's bout. the only one he even recognizes it's and the, the only interim, real belt <laughs> and the interim champion doesn't fight john jones when he comes back who is the actual champion john jones and fights steep a steep is 42 now he needs to not fight anymore so the talk was that they were going to do this fight and then they were both going to retire. Yes. That was heavily speculated. Yeah. Um, makes sense. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Dude. Uh, I could see John Jones coming back because no USADA and he goes like, let, let's just say he goes ham. Blood platelet rich plasma treatments spinning his blood he's doing hgh he's going down to panama getting stem cells shot up into his what it was a shoulder or no his pec he tore his pec Mm -hmm. and he's ready to go by 300 we have mcgregor we got john jones we have some other championship belt there's at least ronda rousey Ron Rousey for the vacant 135. And and the pay-per-view is a hundred is is $249. Cause they have and to pay we, And we're going to the fucking theater. Yeah. Which is gonna be 75. Don't right. forget 75 don't forget bucks. Jim Miller also, of course. And Jim Miller's gonna be there and he's gonna fight somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll fight somebody and, and and it'll be great. Ian um, Gary. That would be terrible for <laughs> for Jim Miller. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be terrible for Jim Miller. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it uh, just it just doesn't make sense for John Jones to come back and fight Stipe because at best it's just for legacy to say that he beat the winningness winning winningest mm-hmm. yeah wow winning it winningest sorry uh, heavyweight champion in the UFC yeah but he's not actually fighting the person who holds the interim belt tender right <laughs> who then would have it from november ufc 300 is going to be in april or may and mm-hmm. then they would have to hold that and not fight again until the end of next year fuck that unless they strip the interim when have well okay so they they've stripped the interim with tony right I don't Tony know. lost the interim because he got hurt and they took oh, away yeah. the interim. Jamal okay. uh Jamal Jamal, Jamal left had it. the full he... Jamal had the full title. He vacated. Yuri vacated. So both times mm-hmm. people that were fighting for it was for the actual title. Okay. Cyril won the interim and then he fight fought Francis and lost. But that was Francis the next was fight. then stripped. Francis was stripped and John Jones beat Cyril for the vacant title. Correct. Yeah. So Hmm. we don't have like a precedent of interim interim title fight and then the (laughs) actual champion coming back and fighting somebody other than the interim champion. Like to do that, I guess, again, the UFC can do whatever the fuck they want, right? They're like, we don't care. He's fighting Stipe and you guys have to fucking deal with it. And we're like, Yes, sir. May have another, um, and then it and then it doesn't make sense. We will promptly be sitting in the theater 
Beers in hand, ready to go. All right. So (laughs) is he knocking him out in round one or round two? (laughs) Well, the here's the here's the rub with that. And this is why I think the UFC is willing to do this in this semi-unique situation. John Jones off of a at least semi-major injury against like a healthy, young, locked and loaded Tom Aspinall. He's fucked. No. But that's a, it's that's not a, that's a war. It's not the same thing as fighting Stipe. It's mm-hmm. definitely not. Nobody thought Stipe is going to win. Tom Aspinall It's going to be like a 20s. five round wrestling match, but Tom Aspinall is a different thing. Yes. So yes, you're is. not submitting Tom Aspinall in two and a half seconds. So well, isn't Tom Aspinall also a BJJ black belt? Probably. Yeah, he's got a couple subs. He's really so he's like strong. he's he's dynamic. Right, he's he's very yeah. dynamic. Whereas Sergey is a he's a Terminator. That, I mean, is, right? that is why I expect Tom Ooh. Aspinall to win. <laughs> so it's Tom actually Aspinall, it's actually why I feel the opposite way. This is Tom Aspinall's wow. run that he's on right now. Uh, is it Jared Collier or Jake Collier? Jake, Jake right? Collier. Knocked Jake him cut. out in the first round. He's cut. He's out now. That's that's July 2020. October 2020, he knocks out Bado. I don't know who that is. Um, February 2021, he subs Arlovsky. September 20, 20, 2021, he knocks out the other Spivak. March 2022, he subs Volkov. Uh, then weirdly gets KO. Well, not weirdly, but gets KO'd by Curtis Blades. That was when he got hurt, right? Yeah, that's when he yep. uh, hurt his leg. And then yes. knocked out Marcin Tibera um, in July of this year. So yep, that's quite the run. Yeah, and he's finishing dudes. I think yeah, he's but... smart. I and I think he catches on really. I think his fight IQ is really fast. He he just adapts and adjusts really quick. He's great on the ground. He's all around. He's yeah. I I just think you said he was dynamic. I I think that that's what he needs to beat Sergey. But Sergey, dude, like do, like let's brawling. do the same thing. I need him to Let's not do have the same thing. Goofy fucking accent. Sergey, <laughs> last six fights, all KOs, round one. Yeah. April 2019, UFC, mm-hmm. KOs, Marcelo Golm, round one. Second fight, same year, Maurice Green, KO, mm-hmm. round one. Next year, 2022, Shamil Abdurakhmanov, KO, round one. Derek Lewis, KO, round one. Tai Tuivasa, KO, round one. Curtis Blades, KO, round one this year. He's And tough. he was the backup for this fight. So he's been in camp. Wasn't he he's also been... the backup for a, a, a different fight recently? I don't know. I do know that he's the back. He was the backup for this fight. So he was mm-hmm. ready to make weight. Not that he's necessarily cutting a ton of weight but at six foot three 259 pounds right you need to be in some type of cardiovascular condition he is built like a brick shit house he reminds me he of a Brock brick Lesnar. shit house he you know what he, that's what i was thinking he he is he's, he is he's the russian brock. he's russian brock but <laughs> now he's russian not playing brock in the nfl who, he's but, brock. yeah <laughs> Ru- yeah he's 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 fucking he's Rocky Four Brock. <laughs> <laughs> he's Rocky Four Brock. But here's the thing: is like when he lost to Alistair Overeem in 2018, is because Alistair 
uh, like wrestled the shit out of him. Uh-huh. And who's who's watching Embedded? I watched all five today. I have so, seen the first two. My plan is to watch the other three tonight. Uh, I'm gonna uh, watch them after this. But they're showing a lot of wrestling from Tom. Not oh, that. No, no, they're not showing anything for Tom because this is all very last minute of him. They're they're showing Tom. <laughs> they're showing Tom like talking about the fight and taking it and saying like, "Yeah, I've been training a little bit. Might as well jump for the opportunity." <laughs> Makes me think of. Alexander Volkanovsky, and we know how that played out. Mm. And then him flying to New York and Sergey, like just talking about, yeah, we've been training and I was fighting for a guy who was dynamic. And this is, you know, he's like, this is Tom Aspinall. So he's ready. So and... let's go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, and I, 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 I feel like he's far more prepared, which gives him a distinct advantage. Plus the fact that this guy, if he gets to you in round one, you're done. You're done. Yeah, I see Dom. You picked more than so, five minutes. Yeah. I picked less. I so, do think this ends in the first round, but I do think I do think Tom gets it done. Um, what are your thoughts? You asking me? Yeah. Well, I want to I wanna we want to build a six pick, right? But I've got it at over five, and I have Pajeda. Prohaska at over nine only because I hate betting the under on anything. I have like a weird mental block for it. And to me, I could see this being, and I may very well bet it the other way before, before the fight starts. Um, ESPN right now with Caesars has it, has the line even at minus 110 each. That's probably not right. If Pavlovich was already the backup for the fight, he is like theoretically more prepared, I guess. Um, but if you're thinking, oh, John Jones Stipe, that that is different than Aspinall. And any oh, the oh, it moved for Pajeda. Interesting. Well, we're gonna have to get into that. Um, oh shit. And that's not insignificant either. Um, that went up, huh? It yeah, was nine. Now it's nine seven five. Um, yeah. Which had point seven five minutes? Is that forty five seconds? No. Yes. It, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. I don't know what's going to happen in this fight, which is what makes it interesting. I, I think Aspinall is more talented, but I don't really have a whole lot of way to justify that opinion. He he has a significant reach disadvantage. Um. One one thing I appreciate about this is that it doesn't. It's not reliant on Aspinall winning either like I, I really love that like I I do there are so many fights that's one of the reasons I like this unnamed app more than others is that there are some fights that you just like know that this is not going past five minutes and you just and I love being able to pick that way yeah I really do so I I I love that as well, which is why this is so much more intriguing for me. And uh, we and all have Dom to thank. Strikes. We all have Dom to thank for for getting us uh, degeneracy first, its finest. Our <laughs> first free taste of this of this app, because now specifically to MMA, right? Significant strikes, overall fantasy <laughs> score, takedowns, and then over under on fight time. 
So it's like, there's so many ways you can look at this from okay. different perspectives, mm-hmm. not just, Hey, I think this guy's going to do really well, but is he going to get a finish? So you start thinking about who's taking fights on late notice. What are some extreme mismatches? Uh, styles, right? Strikers yeah. versus wrestlers. Who, who's going to get more takedowns? Like case in point. Well, Tom is going to get more takedowns. Well, because Pavlovich doesn't do is, that. Tom, yeah, Pavlovich doesn't do that. But is Tom going to get the chance to take him down, or is Pavlovich going to connect with him on the way in? That's a good question. Over? Let's see, Aaron. While you keep that up, mm-hmm. let me see if I can figure out. Yeah, I well, I want to point out too, like this, the Jared Gordon Mark Madsen fight. Like I love the Jared Gordon 65, five, 60, uh, uh, significant strikes because he lands like well above that normally, like this should be a no brainer on over. So but let's... Mark Madsen is an Olympic wrestler. Yes. Who's... But he's also older. He's older. So yeah, he can absorb, but he's going to be absorbing them from the top, which means they won't be as significant. And they're not going to do a lot of damage. So, like, for me, I, I think Jared's going to get nullified in this. Uh, and it will kill that. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd pick it. <laughs> so, so, I will tell you, I picked it. For I'll what it's worth, on that one. Pavlovich has a 75% takedown defense. Damn. But Aspinall is has 100% takedown accuracy. And he has 100% takedown defense. Um, okay. And he can win by submission. So, so compare that against uh, competition. Well, they uh, fought Sergei, the same guys basically. Sergey's last fight was against Curtis Blade. What is Curtis Blade best at? Taking wrestling down, wrestling. Yeah. What happened with with uh, Curtis Blades? He got knocked out in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So uh, let's yeah. let's make a decision then, if we want to, on fight time before we move on to the next one. Yes. For for that co-main Aspinall Pavlovich, the over the over under is five minutes. Basically, does it get out of the first round? No. If Sergey is going to win, and that's my thought, it's in the first round. Okay. Then hey, the I'm, I'm one. Per, I'm one person. I'm one person. Well, you got your second yes. <laughs> your second yes right here, because I I don't think it goes out of the first for that same reason. But I also believe in Tom Aspinall's ability hey, to Tom Aspinall react get a appropriately. I could think he could, like, he could get a submission. He even, could get a sub. So like, and I could see a situation where Pavlovich goes in for the club, uh, for the for the ground and pound, <laughs> and ends up being the clubber who gets subbed. Like I could see that happening too. I just I the don't clubber. see it going to a second round, except for one statement that tom aspinall made uh at a press conference i think or during a q a uh, maybe on the uh shack podcast um shack mma yep um who's not shaquille o'neal <laughs> uh but uh he said that he has to take this one easy that like he he needs to he's more focused now and that he he needs to kind of play with it he can't like you know what i'm i can't really articulate it the way he did Mm -hmm. Um, 
But it was essentially that he needs to be more patient, which did make me a little bit nervous. But then I remembered who Sergei Pavlovich is, and the action is going to get pushed. I can't see either of these guys actually feeling each other out for more than two minutes. So interesting you say that because Tom also acknowledged, hey, Sergei's got great power, and he's known for being a first-round finisher. So he was saying during fight week, like, yeah, deep. I, I want to avoid. I want to avoid just straight interactions because. What we also haven't talked about is that Sergey in the first round has demonstrated that he can take a shot like he can take a shot and it's True. like, I got it and I'm going to give it right back. And guess what? I have more power. I he absorbs, in fact, 4.3 feet per minute. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's so high. he can get hit. That is high. He can get hit. Uh, but he takes it and then he gives it and he relies on his power. And for whatever reason, like this guy, the way that he's built, you know, physically he's a freak 80, 84 freak. inch reach. We're talking about things. John Jones level reach here where this guy is, is known for being, uh, a striker, a you know, a terminator. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what, I mean. What about Dar- I, you, so you, here's here's the thing the number is correct right for the the odds makers have the yeah. number right they first round, um, get it get it in the first yeah. round or not <laughs> I could see this very easily ending in the first round but part of me is concerned that if I feel too strongly about that, that there's like a a 22 minute slog of them just kind of weirdly wrestling <laughs> each other coming like having to prove themselves as five rounders capable champions so but, it, it could yeah it could also be you're what you're saying it's like Asmal saying I don't have the cardio to do five rounds so I'm going to give it all I all I got and he's just setting himself up to then take him down and get yeah, sent to the shadow try, realm trying mm-hmm. to control can try to control the action that or he gets sent to the shadow realm <laughs> well, well that's that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking yeah. happens yeah so well that was that's fight time are we going to okay. talk about significant so, strikes I think let's well you can't we can't put the same fight no with two different stats. So I think fight time is the right one because I think the significant strike one is kind of a mess. It's like 22 and a half for Aspinall. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty significant tough. strikes for me. So I'll I'll agree we go less on Aspinall for this one. Okay. It is 3 and 0. We're picking less. Okay. What next? Or do we just go to the main? Here's why don't... I don't like significant strikes as a stat. And we saw this last week. They can go in and adjust it later. Yes. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, more Aaron, opinion. It's more opinion <laughs> yeah. than something that actually, but you and I didn't. <laughs> it's more opinion than something that's actually happening, which is, which is yes. why I don't love betting that stat in general. Also, Pajeda at 50 and a half, there's no, nobody takes that amount of significant strikes from Alex Pajeda. Because yeah. it doesn't get that far. You know and what I, I mean? Can I well, say that just, I appreciate yeah, your perspective your on that? Like, nobody absorbs that many from him. Like, it's not about whether he's capable of throwing it. It's about whether or not it can be Correct. taken. And, and the, the other, the problem is, somebody's making a decision on what they consider significant from him, but nobody is taking 51 significant <laughs> strikes. So no. to me, actually, maybe the under makes a ton of sense. But, but he has a lot, ton of leg kicks. And if they count those as significant, then we, we got to stay away from it. Yeah, I think. I think so, too. 
Ah, gosh, that's so hard. Is there? Let's let's look at the. Well, I'm gonna look at the help center. On. Well, I guess it would be in how to the scoring chart. What am I doing? Significant strikes. Okay, well, this is for this is how you this is how you do just fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, lame. Well, never. They're mind just that. using whatever the official fight stats end yeah, up being. It. Yeah. Oh well. So we're gonna man stay fifty. Away. Ryan, what do you think? Fifty and a half sounds high. So okay, so the the concept around fifty and a half significant strikes is: Do you think this fight gets finished? That's how you base your decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It's a five round fight. So you're saying that Alex has to get 10 significant strikes per round Ooh. if it goes all five rounds. <laughs> That's crap. 10 significant strikes. What is his yeah. average, right? We look at your ESPN he's getting, stats. He's getting and 25 and a half per round. Per minute, right? Per so that's you're you're saying he's going to go well over that if it goes all five rounds. So that's where you start your decision making is do you th think this fight goes all five rounds or does it get finished? So we what? did our math a little bit differently because mm -hmm. I what I did was I think to myself, if he's landing 5.1 per minute, that means he's landing 25.5 per round. So if they're saying 50.5, they're suggesting that this is not going to get past the second round if I go less or it's going to go into the third if I go over. So that's, that's how I do it. So like for me... I I do think that this this will not go into the third round. It's because it's based off of look at Yuri's absorbed per minute stats and his percent of defense. That's why they're given that your over underline of 50.5. Mm -hmm. Is Yuri going to fight like he has and, and be wild? Down. And we assume, right, that Alex, based on his disciplined Muay Thai striking is then just going to go straight down the middle and hit Yuri while he's coming in being a wild man because that's what he's done. That's what he's shown us. I think it's going to be a one, two. I, I, I think that Alex finishes the fight. So like Pajeda in his first fight with Adesanya, which almost went five full rounds, landed 91 significant strikes is what they credited him with. And if Pajeda is that was is, almost a year ago, that was November twelfth last year. Yeah. So and, so think about this. Like yeah. that's a it's a different opponent. Yeah. Alex, and Israel's mm -hmm. not going to get his much. In my opinion, correct. Israel's defense is far better than Yuri's. Yuri is known on what pressure and just wildness. Just if just he's not throwing pure pure action. That's why his yeah. his defense is so bad. I if, you were to, if we were to look at Israel's historical striking defense, it's going to be like at least 20 to 30 points higher. And don't forget, um, and they they talked about this on one of the MMA pre-shows on ESPN, or the, the 295 pre-shows. Glover Teixeira has been in there with Yuri Prohaska twice now. Mm -hmm. So he can he, he's going to have insights that other coaches won't have had. Pajeda has also been way more active and ha as we have gone over on the show has a much more impressive UFC career. <laughs> and look at look at that too. Like Alex Pajeda helped Strickland 
beat Izzy. Glover's going to help Alex beat Yuri. Like they, they, I think that you're, you're on it with that sort of their coaching and their ability to do that and assess the fight pre fight and have a good game plan. Like that, that, ah, oh man, that makes me like Alex even more. And in that, yeah, I, I think I'm, he'll I'm be all super in prepped. on Alex in this fight. I'm yeah, all in on I, Alex. Yeah. There's vibe, there's vibes behind it. Like, say what it is like revenge motivation those are all just vibes right yeah it's, and look at that they have it just under two rounds they they i <laughs> they, i took i took the over like for me i think this fight goes more than two rounds because of yuri's toughness and that alex if you take into account his fights with israel he was has been more analytical and then building his volume based on what his download has been in the early rounds. Gotcha. So in, in that regard, unless Yuri comes in early and is just very open and Alex just takes the opportunity to go straight down and go, boom, done. Gotcha. I think this goes, I think this goes over two rounds. I think so this I, goes under. I I played it at nine minutes, nine, seven, five. I don't know. Basically, they're saying it's will it get into the third round? Um, I actually think it does get into the third round. Okay. Is this here's the thing, though, man, Alex Pajeda. Look what he did to Sean Strickland. Yeah. (laughs) And Sean and and Izzy three times. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So like and Yuri's he, he has that his... one shot close that power. Yuri is not bigger. Uh, Pajeda is six four. Prohaska six three. Uh, yeah, I should say that. Uh, and Yuri does not have the defense. Alex Pajeda is fucking huge of either of them. So it's like it. That's why I picked less, even when it was at nine. Hmm. I I just I don't see this going. This is gonna be striking. It's going to be Yuri trying to kill him the whole time because he's nonstop and it's what he does. However, oh, no, no, that's something else. Um, Here's the I, thing. I don't see it. I don't see it changing. We have to have something from this fight on the pretty neat six pack. Yes. Trying it out. Let me know what you think. <laughs> um, yeah. I just don't know what the stat. I just don't know what the bet is. And do we do fight time or do we do strikes it's one of those two ryan what do you think or score you know is he available on score he is 87 see now that 80 now that is tempting as well because 87 let's look at that though go to your go to the fantasy definition yeah because you get 100 points for first round and 50 for for second um so scoring chart yeah so and, uh, 0.6 for significant. He's not going to do a takedown. Well, he might take down defense. Don't think could, so. Could it's be in there. Five for a second round win. Yeah. Plus all the significant strikes. Yeah. And they're saying he's going to get 87. So he would need I, what? It, what is that? 25 significant strikes. Okay. So I like this because we're talking about hedging our bet. If he finishes in the first round, that's a hundred points. He automatically goes over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like the, I like the over on the fantasy score. Mm. 
I, I'm not sticking it. I'm putting, I'm going to, come on. Can I unclick that? No, I can't. So, but I, I'm, I'm leaning with you, Ryan. I, I'm leaning. See now. What is it for third and fourth and fifth round points? Uh, scroll up to the yeah. uh, scroll um, chart. And I, but one thing. Okay. The, but the thing is, if it gets into the fourth and fifth, he will have had a volume of significant of, strikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, I like the over there as well. I do too. The now the only thing about choosing this, which I think is what makes this really fun too, is of course this means we're definitely picking Alex Bejeda. Because with the other two, um, you can still lose the fight. And I do not see him getting to this score if he loses the fight. Yes, that's true. So like I would agree. So like, but it would he would have to lose a decision for him to not get to this score. Well, I guess you just no, 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 no. I think if he loses a five round decision, yeah, he very well could get to. It. No, I think he could. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. If he, he lands ninety one significant strikes, he's gonna blow eighty seven. Uh, it's three points for a significant strike. Is that what? No, it is? it's point six. Point six. Oh, yeah, it's like just over half a point. So like, yeah. So no. like for this one, he's he's, he's got to win basically. Yeah, the advantage of the other two is that either one could still happen with Sergey being the victor mm-hmm. and we still win. But he is the betting favorite, so it's not crazy. No. God. Yeah, I just I'm I'm really glued to Alex Pajeda. He's going to be the champ. Izzy's going to move up <laughs> and lose <laughs> and lose again. <laughs> Izzy's so. not big enough. I mean, we've we've seen it. He can't get to 205. No. Uh yeah, going the other way, <laughs> not not going down. Yeah. So I think I think we're good on sticking to this over eighty-seven-five fantasy score on Alex Pajeda. I agree, but hey, hey, on the Israel subject, he said he's going to take a year off. Well, he didn't say a year. He said he's going to take an extended time off. Mm-hmm. What if he's just putting on weight? Again, no USADA, but no USADA. Do you know the amount of the way his body is structured? Like we've talked about this. This is, they'll be like, oh, Zion Williamson put on. 35 pounds of muscle this offseason. No, he fucking didn't. That's think, not you. You talk to any real bodybuilder, like legit guy who's running a crazy stack of steroids. They'll be like, you put on five pounds in a year, 35 pounds in a summer is not possible. So Adesanya needs more than a year. He, he, that guy's metabolism must just be through the fucking roof. Really quick though, over under so, on picograms. So let's say <laughs> Pajeda in the second round. Aaron, what is it? 75? 75. So let's say he drops him in the second round and her knockdown Dean... gives you a knockdown gives you 12. Points. So well, that's what I'm asking. Is it both? You get the knockdown and the win? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It says I mean, a fight conclusion and bonus. the significant strike, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, Alex Pajeda hits him once <laughs> in the second round hard enough, and you win that bet. Okay. Okay, I like it. Or kicks yeah. him, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or I kick. mean, oh, that's or a good. Kick. That's a good. Uh, liver kick. definitely happen. Liver kick. Give it to me. Oh man. <laughs> Where's that? We'll give you bonus. We'll give you bonus points for the the this the fight ending sequence. Yeah. Okay, we got those two. Who are we going to next? Who's it? Who's let's, I, uh, let's go Andrade Dern. Andrade mm. Dern is a good one. Where do we? I'm start? taking the. We're here. I'm, uh, so. I'm going to take. I'm looking at over on the fight time. You're looking Here's over the on the fight time. This thing has 15 yeah. minutes written all fucking over it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Oh, they took it off. 
Yeah. They took it off. I got it before it went over. She then was at 10. That might say something, doesn't it? Yeah. So it, here's my thought process, right? So if it goes to the ground, Dern obviously has the clear advantage and she could just lock it up, right? Lock up, mm-hmm. lock up the submission. However, she's not good at getting the fight to the ground. It just is always by circumstance, whether she's pulling guard or in a scramble, she ends up on top. She's she's then getting the submission. But Andrade is going to murder her on the feet. Uh-huh. So you're going under on significant strikes? It's a low number, though. Oh, uh, no. No, I went going over, over on the on fight, fight time. time. No, so... I know. But I'm saying for what we can play now. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so for on the significant strikes, she's 38-5. And I will tell you, I went over on this. Okay. That that's this my is, call. It's on this it. and fantasy score for her are the only two things we can play. And the gotcha. fantasy score is 90 and a half. Ooh, I would oh, go definitely. I would go under on I would go under on uh fantasy score because I just don't think she gets the win or the finish. So it would have you don't think she's gonna beat her? No. I think Andrade. Oh. Oh wow. See, that's that an interesting of... angle I want to talk about in a second. So Andrade has been subbed in the second round in two of her last three fights. Mm-hmm. What is the second round submission going to get us fantasy point wise? 75 points for the finish. Yep. And then let's go to the scoring chart and see what we have for a submission attempt. There's five points. So there's 80. She probably will have gotten a takedown. 86. 86. And a second round. Okay. So 86 points. That's not 90 and a half. I would still take the under. Hmm. So she would, she, yeah, that's, that's interesting. But here, I, I really like the significant strikes. Maybe, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Aaron. Maybe our format for this is we just make a, we do the main card and the featured prelim. Maybe that's our, our like like, model for this. Yeah. We pick all the main cards and the featured prelim. Sure. Yeah. I like it. Well, if they're available. Yeah, which they probably will be most of the time. But this one, I kind of did the same thing we were talking about before on the math on significant strikes where she's landed 3.3 a minute. If it goes 15, that's 52 ish. Yeah, I mean, I so was that's even, that's more than 38 and a half. Yeah, I mean, 38 and a half is basically two and a half rounds. And Andrade lets herself get hit. And mm. and. Dern gets on top and, and rains it down. Like she does not. Does she? Hold, oh yeah. She sits on <laughs> your face and, and just like lets it rip on you. You know, like every wow. wow. Okay. John I know what Jones I'm gonna Google fantasy. when this shows up. <laughs> uh but like over under 69, bro. Um, but 38 is like it she's going to throw because Andrage will want to keep it standing. So there will be striking in this fight. So I expect her to land her average and get past the sec, get into the second round and get the submission. Cause and I it, do think it will go to the ground and I McDern will win there. So that number really has nothing to do with whether she wins or loses. So nope. I don't, I don't hate the mathematical argument for over on strikes or under on fantasy score. Yeah, I feel those are the far two. more com- I feel far more comfortable with under on fantasy score. 
Really? I do. So Ryan, well, let's I'm say basing, though, I'm basing that decision that I don't think she wins. So fair, but let's say she lands her three, her her roughly fifteen significant strikes per minute in the first round. Mm-hmm. Fifteen that, per round. Yes, three and three point three three six per minute or whatever. So yeah. let's say she gets fifteen in the first round, and then in the second round she submits her. We are we are dancing real close to that 90 and a half if okay so she gets her because it's like seven 15, points for 15 significant yeah, strikes that's that's 90 that's yeah. right at 90 yeah and if you factor in a takedown she's at 96 it was yep or well 15 significant strikes in the first round and a second round submission puts her at 91 i do want to say something because it was ryan, 86 that we had with what ryan was saying, oh no 101 i'm sorry it could totally go to decision as well because mm-hmm. i mean andrage is tough everybody knows that despite the fact that she lost a couple but she also just went through her divorce three in a row and people are saying that this is like she needs the money her revenge like this is her like coming out of that and finally being done with the abusive relationship or whatever she was in um so a lot of people think this is her coming back party which makes me feel like yeah it can go to decision and if it does it makes me way more comfortable with the under on the fantasy score also because like 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 you were saying dom too it's she flirts with that if she does get the finish in the second but after that it's probably not going to happen this score i should say um well not necessarily so if she lands her average through the first and second rounds that's roughly 14 fantasy points and then is it is it 50 for a third round victory uh uh and i does a decision count no 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 i'm saying no i'm saying say she subs her in the third round oh yeah 50 points okay so then that's that's 65 the submission attempt puts it at 70 um that man you you just changed the world because yeah if she gets a submit if she finishes the fight she can get that 90 anywhere in the fight but it's gonna be very that's the right number that's that's an interesting so this they know it's like they know what they're doing um So it should be mentioned that Andrade has not lost to pushovers. Her last three, Tatiana Suarez, Jan Janan, and Aaron Blanchfield. Um, But I wouldn't say that any of those, I think Mackenzie Dern is right in the league of those three, talent-wise. Maybe not quite at Tatiana's level, but... She's not Tatiana and she's not Aaron Blanchfield. No. I I don't like the way Mackenzie Dern reacts to getting hit in the face. It reminds me of Ronda Rousey. Like she gets stunned really easily by jabs. Um, uh, that doesn't. I just. Geez. Well, a lot of fighters do. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Okay, so I still picked. I picked over on the significant strikes. What do you think, Ryan? I'm. Uh, I'm not opposed to the significant strikes. And the over. Yes. All right. Three it is then. But what if like what if she gets a sub in the first round? <sighs> She's not getting a sub in the first round. Yeah, just Jessica yeah. Andrade, Andrade was subbed in the, the first round against Yan Janan, subbed in the second round against Tatiana and Blanchfield. Oh, Tatiana and Blanchfield are 
far more physical than Mackenzie is. Mm -hmm. Mackenzie doesn't have the wrestling yeah. that she that Tatiana or Aaron has. Yeah, that's, and that, that's like that's my whole strike. point is that Mackenzie doesn't have an effective way of getting it to the mat where she is dominant. Like when she gets there, she's great. Like nobody better in terms of jujitsu, but she can't get it there at will. So that's, in the UFC, the she has not had a submission since 2021. It was Nina Nunez. She is two and two in her last four. Um, she did have two subs in 2020. Um, one in 18. And then that was before she was. Uh, she had a couple outside of the UFC. Hmm. hmm. This is an interesting thing. And this is a this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah. We we won't pick this just as a, I think I feel better about the significant strikes. I guess you're hedging though, because if she subs her in the first or second round, she's not getting to 38 and a half. This no. has to get into the third round for that number to hit. Yes. And I think it will. I think this fight goes to the decision. If it does, then both of them are getting over this number. Yes. Mackenzie so. is a minus two hundred favorite. Okay, on the so here. here's an interesting thing on on this uh, no free shout outs app, um, although we love it and we all would love to give you shout outs. Um, I have a promo, as you might be able to see on the screen, where this ticket for three picks to win twenty five dollars is free. Nice. <laughs> so it would be kind of fun if the PNP's bankroll <laughs> <laughs> stemmed from a free entry on this website if we were to win it. <laughs> yeah, but we're going six. We're not going three. We're then going we big. Go, we can. You, well, you could you could play that one if you want, and then we can just build it again. You may as well for free. That's true. But I also have some, some credit and stuff in here. I'm fine. So, main card still. We got now Andraj and Dern. This that, is a fun one. It really is. I had a yeah. lot of fun. Benoit Saint Denis, yeah. somehow not from France, and somehow he is, what he is from France, <laughs> <laughs> and some and somehow not connected to Red Dead Redemption Two, dude. French Un special forces. Listen, right there. <laughs> Maybe Saint Denis. It's that Saint -Denis. is RDR Two is a top seven video game of all time. Oh yeah, I played it more than um, once. Love it. It's. Absolutely wonderful, and Benoit Saint Denis, I am sure, is an NPC in there somewhere. He absolutely yeah. should be. Uh, he definitely looks like an NPC. There's no <laughs> way that he's not. Um, however, uh, our guy Matt Frivola, the Steve come on the pod. These guys, these guys like a slap down, don't they? Yes, they do. Dude, he's from New York too. And yeah. we're, we have to we have to take into consideration the Madison Square Garden effect of it all. Bro, yeah. we saw him in Anaheim and that guy was fucking going for it. That's mm -hmm. this is when he fought the fighter from Mexico, right? And they just kept knocking each other down and yes. getting back up. Gennaro yeah. Valdez. Although that did end in the first round. I don't remember it that way. But mm -hmm. in person, I remember thinking, oh my God. <laughs> who is going to stop this that that's kind of hey I, leo carlson with a goal that's what i like for my stats i i, I like i like this that's a that's a shot on goal and a goal yeah it is 
I like this line. Dude, he's uh, 18. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. That's wild. Uh, what were you doing when you were 18? Not that, buddy. Not that. Not Have playing, I talked about not Panic at the Disco sport. with you guys speaking of? Uh, no, but let's let's digress. Uh, yeah, the, the lead singer from that, who has a set of pipes on him, Brandon Yuri, they released that first album, which was what quadruple platinum or whatever yeah. the fuck he was tone deaf um or something what do you mean? wasn't he wasn't he like not musically trained or something at that time i i don't know i just know that he released that album and graduated high school the same year that i did and i was i was not we were at different stages of our lives at that point i'll tell you that much <laughs> that's it that's weird <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, excellent comparison to your uh, your young ducks. Well, and NBA guys play guys playing the NBA at you know nineteen twenty. Hockey is a grown man's game, okay. And the fact that an eighteen year old from is I think he's from is he from Sweden? It's like yes, he's from Sweden. What what are you doing out there? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's it's interesting. I like that. It's because like, his talent is so great that it doesn't matter if he's not fully de- fully physically developed. He is so very good, and I think that will be the jersey I invest in. I, I like that we're 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 doing a hockey companion. Well, <laughs> well, well, yeah, well we're talking about yesterday's games. And, and I have fights. I have him and Troy Terry. I need them to just start hucking the the fucking puck toward the yeah. net. Let's go. <laughs> I need so, you to huck that puck. <laughs> let, let's let's talk about uh, these picks for Boner Saint Penis. Um, he's available. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> because. We have the option of taking over unders on every single one of the available options. Significant yeah. strike, score, fight so time, takedowns. I'm a <laughs> proponent of fight time. Like while we we assume this is going to be a quote unquote slobber knocker, um, I think it goes beyond. It goes six beyond the first. I think it goes over six and a half. Okay. Okay. Why? So so time six and a half minutes. You think it goes over? So, so part of my rationale is that uh, Benoit Saint Denis, um, in his last fight, he's he resilient. Took, he took in a, an insane amount of punishment. Okay, an insane amount of punishment, and then turned the tides because he's just that relentless, and ended up winning by submission. So, four consecutive fights for the steamroller have ended in the first round. Benoit Mm -hmm. has had one of his last four end in the first round. But here's the thing. The other three ended a minute 32 into the second round, 16 seconds into the second round and 444 into the second round. Six and a half. That's a that's that number is correct. Yep. Yep. I think if it gets to the second round, it's the over. My concern is that it won't get to the second round. I don't I don't know. Uh, okay, so I understand the concern. All right, so let's talk about takedowns. I'll talk about takedowns with you. Yeah, it's it's Fuck two. Fucking take you down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what would Double the cocktail you. at our at our bar be? The takedown. <laughs> what what's in the takedown? The takedown. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh boy! Uh, if we were making a cocktail called the takedown at our MMA themed, our MMA and Disneyland themed bar uh, that we open. <laughs> 
where wow. we also show NHL, NBA, and live golf. <laughs> uh, I think that the takedown has uh, has uh, oh man, pineapple rum, no oh. peach schnapps, vodka. Okay. Um. Uh, I, I need something sparkly in it, so maybe a little bit of tonic water. Well, you or go a club soda. Yeah. Club soda would be good. Okay. And then you'd cap it off with uh, a roofie for yourself because <laughs> it is the takedown. Okay. The I was going to go the other way. <laughs> what were you going to take? Well, like Red Bull or something? No. Like no. take so down it's... the town? Because <laughs> um, that could mm. be. Yeah, I'd so take you're it not, down the downtown Disney. Yeah, you're not far off with where I was going to go. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys know one of my true loves in life, right? What? Where on earth could this be headed? Uh, <laughs> cold brew coffee. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. I absolutely love cold brew coffee, and I feel like the takedown has some cold brew coffee in it. Okay. I, yeah, we're going to switch all of this up because I think a nitro cold brew coffee mm. with uh, some sort of flavored liqueur some sort of irish cream would be good so you guys have to try bailey's from a shoe (laughs) no here's a free shout out (laughs) i'm old greg here's a free shout out mr black's cold brew coffee liqueur is an australian product that you can buy here at fine liquor stores and places like total wine um it is a cold brew coffee liqueur i just said that but it is so good you can drink it on the rocks on its own um uh go ahead mr black and again this is a this is a free shout out it is so very good um and i feel like it also needs to be in this uh, what uh, i'm not big on flavored whiskeys these guys are absolutely delicious what? i would suggest ordering it uh and two the, free shout outs look at us the founder's great uh we're looking at bold move beverages which is based out of austin texas and i can tell you i've had the vanilla oat uh-huh it is delicious okay it, i mean you do have to appreciate coffee flavor though like you do it is if, one of my three favorite flavors like on, if you super in, on in life yeah, I like sweet coffee myself. Like oh, I, okay. won't, I will not deny that because um, I have a sweet tooth. So I would have liked it sweeter. <laughs> but you However, like cold brew, right? But I love cold brew, and which like, does have a sweetness to it. Yep, American whiskey with cold brew coffee. Like, oh my god! Like, where have you been all my life? I have tried very, very hard to come up with a good cold brew, old fashioned, and I have struggled mightily. But it's it's one of my life's ambitions. So 6% ABV, 120 milligrams of caffeine in every can, and 110 calories. And you can buy it in a 24-pack with free shipping. Mm. I, dude, do I want the lumberjack breakfast or, or the not-so-basic? Are these? Re- yes, they're recipes. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Pumpkin, amaretto, oat milk, I could do without, but... <sighs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we're I don't, this is... I don't need any nut juice in my in my whiskey cold brew. <laughs> uh the mint condition looks good. Okay. Banana hammock. <laughs> LeBron's at four assists, Ryan. 
Yeah, I just pulled up the stats. I have actually have it on the TV over here on the side. Okay, watching, so we got watching him. He got his uh, he got some type of collision, and he was yeah, getting a air gun on him mm-hmm. on the side. We we went way out of about uh, out of yeah, we sure penis. did. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> two right, takedowns so uh, is is uh, this the easiest one to call? That's is, what I thought. I think it's going to be the under. I do. You know, that's really a fair assessment for two reasons or from my perspective, because Matt Frivola has great takedown defense. He is a great wrestler, great grappler. He comes from Ray Longo. That's that's what they do outside of punching holes in people's fucking chests, chests, whatever the words got. Wow. Um, Sternum. Yes. Words. Sternum (laughs) for 400, please. Yes. So like. I think you're right. I think this is a brawl through and through. Uh, I don't think there will be takedowns. I think there will be knockdowns potentially. So let's see. Um, yeah. So we're we're thinking less on this. Takedown average four point seven two per fifteen minutes for Benoit. I don't. What does that mean though? That's a uh, almost per three round fight. He gets almost five that's takedowns. One, that's one and a half per round that sounds like a lot it does however we to your point well two of his last four have have ended in sub to your point earlier we have to look at like specific fights man boner saint penis is really the club (laughs) and sub isn't he what would the boner saint penis sandwich have on it just well, a it big would have piece a, it of would salami. It would definitely have a pickle. Well, he's French, <laughs> so is it a big piece or is it like a small medium piece? It's it's a distinguished piece. The and sandwich the sandwich has to have a wonderful baguette. That's no, there's no doubt, but it also has to have yes. a, a real air of self importance. It's on a French baguette. It has uh, a mayonnaise aioli, <laughs> like a cream fraiche. <laughs> Cream freeze. Cream freeze. <laughs> Cream freeze. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh boy. Randy Marsh. And, and on this the this podcast. really this last 25 minute stretch. This is really what the pretty neat podcast is. Right. So like <laughs> we're we're like we're in our bag right now. Yes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh but so look like I mean, look at that though. Okay. I think I think you I, I don't feel we, great about the I two think, anymore. I think, yeah, I think we inaccurately depicted uh Ben uh I should say Matt Frivola's takedown defense. It was at forty two percent. Not great. That's not great. And to huh. me, that's either a stay away or you just bet the over. Click on the grappling. I, uh, takedowns are so hard though, because it's like what's he he's gonna get into the cage and what's he gonna feel like doing you know what i mean i know what if they're just like Because if you want to swing for bowl is your huckleberry you know like, that dude oh well, well yeah like here's the that's the thing though there's gonna personality be playing effect new york energy personality is playing the crowd if if Frivola's is like hey let's let's fucking meet in the center and go mm-hmm. which he will because he's a new yorker fighting at msg what else are you gonna I, fucking do i still feel good about the under do you? I do too. I on really the what? do. The takedowns? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're going to explode at each other and one of them's going to enter the nether realm. We're doing a whole lot of puns for Benoit St. Penis. 
They're going to meet in the middle and go. It's going to explode everywhere. <laughs> we said something about the nether realm. So like the nether, the nether regions. Nether the nether regions. <laughs> hey, hey. Whatever you come to the Pretty Neat Podcast looking for, it's here. Okay. The, the yeah. Wolfman also, got nards. Also, <laughs> season two. I'm sorry. Season two of Behind the Attraction is fucking great. Isn't it? Okay. So, you know, we were talking about this. We were talking about this last week. And I was like, yeah, season two. And what you know what I watched? I had watched season one. So now we're watching oh, season two. Boy, are you in for it? And a we're treat. fucking we're fucking loving it. Yeah, uh, it's so good. The food episode was awesome. Yeah. I really like that. So speaking of cold brew, I'm not you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of Disney food, at least not the way a lot of people on the internet are, but they do a lot of seasonal cold brews, and most of them are great. And the standard Joffrey's black cold brew you can get at a lot of places is fantastic. Yes, it Agreed. is. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Jeffrey the giraffe from Toys R Us? Oh, I was yes, thinking I about do. Toys R Us today. It's so funny you say that. Yeah. That's he didn't want to grow up. When you're a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> I don't remember how the, the jingle goes because they're dead Also, speaking of coffee, Ryan, did you see Stone Brewing is making their own coffee now? I did not tell me more. Yeah. And they we have, also have to look at the other options. They have, sorry, cups. they have a Buena Vesa themed one and I think an Arrogant Bastard themed one. They had last spring, maybe we went and had lunch there, which is one of our favorite things to do. Um, The food there is awesome. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, you must like it. I do. Okay. Um, They did have a weird stretch like seven. Yeah, maybe nine years ago where the food sucked for like a quarter, like like 90 days, and then it got better. Um, but they had an Imperial Stout coffee themed on their Imperial Stout that they had collaborated with someone on. And so, of course, I bought a bag and I made some hot coffee with it. Not great. I turned the rest into a batch of cold brew and it was fucking awesome. So they have a Buena Vesa themed one, an Arrogant Bastard one. Um, let's see. I would like to see like an IPA themed one. I think that would be cool. Um, Man, this is making me want coffee. It's almost 11. Well, drink the fights it, are going to start before we're done. <laughs> dude, dude, that would be a dream come true. Drink the coffee. <laughs> I, I might go get a refill while you guys go. Let's uh, let's let's get let's let's get our last two picks in, shall we? Oh, I was being serious. I'll go get more coffee. Nope, you guys are going to listen to me talk about coffee made by Stone Brewing. Sorry. They have Arrogant Bastard. They have like a like a reserve black label, they call it. They have Chocaveza and uh, Buena Vesa. Okay. Chocaveza is good. I've had that. Yep. As a coffee, that would be excellent. Yep. With the with those notes. Buena Vesa, I'm like unsure of how like, like I assume that's a light roast. It and is... I don't know how that would taste. Yeah, I'm not a fan of light roasts. No, I can it's be. It's, it's medium. All dark all the time. It's medium Mexico Chiapas coffee. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But for a cold brew, you actually want to go light or medium. Really? Oh, because mm-hmm. of the caffeine factor? Or... No, just because the over roasting, it, it tends to add a bitterness that's not super pleasant. On occasion, you'll get a really dark coffee that is wonderful made as cold brew. But... Take down a cold brew. 
Oh yeah. Anyway, um, so let's look at fight time on this one then. Six and a half. Oi, did any of us actually pick this? Because I don't believe I did. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What's the fight? Let's let's start with that. What's the fight? What do you mean? The fight we're talking about. Saint Denis about... and Frivola. Yeah, boner yeah, Saint. We, we, we... Yeah, I I uh I'm good with under two takedowns. Okay. I'm solid. I on also that. I also pick the over um personally for fight time on six and a half. Okay. Okay. That why so that's interesting to me. So we're taking I... the under on the two takedowns. That's our official pick. It doesn't uh, have to be. I don't know. Doesn't I don't have know. to be. Uh, you know, because I I do kind of like that over on the fight time six point five minutes. You like that? I more? feel better about that. Yeah. Okay. I, let's let's, let's do significant strikes are also on here at forty one. Mm. So what does he what does he land? So he, he lands, lands a high amount. Hammer the over on that. No, five point five nine per minute. Oh yeah, then we have to hammer the over on we that go, unless he lands over. something early. It would have to okay, go. Okay, but we're saying that like his last two eight minutes yes, for so. him to get there at his at his route or at his his normal rate. Oh boy, oh boy. So so effectively on significant strikes, we're 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 banking on they keep it standing and it goes eight minutes. It goes at least two rounds. Yeah. Oh, which the over under on the 6.5, we're we're essentially saying the same thing. I don't like that. I I don't see this going. Oh, man. So Frivola doesn't go over six minutes, six and a half minutes. No, and I don't think we should go on. And Benoit kind of doesn't go under it. Yeah, and I don't think we should go fantasy score on this one for Benoit because Frivola is too he he's he he's he's way too big of a threat to get that flash knockout. And yeah, well, so that. is Benoit for that matter. So is Benoit, but we but we could is still his hit is one his fantasy score not up there? No, it's not. Oh, okay, so you are you are picking Benoit to win. What was the number? Uh, on the fight score, I on, believe yeah, it was on fantasy in the 80s. score, ninety-eight. Mm, you're, that's so, first round knockout is the way you're getting that. So yeah, so I don't. I, I don't, mean, I would feel comfortable betting the under for that. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. On fantasy score, I think I that's feel, getting too I cute. Feel... I think that's getting too cute. I think it's the fight time bet. Fight time over six and a half minutes. Is that what we're saying? It gets out of the first round, but probably doesn't get past the first half of the second round. Uh, it doesn't really matter oh, where it goes does. from there. I'm sorry. Does, yeah. We got to get 90 seconds into the, you know, at, at 131 of round two, you hit it. So <laughs> like, we're good. <laughs> we don't care after that. And I also, I also like personally, like I said, I, I bet the over on the fight time as well. I just felt uh, Benoit, you know, we know that Matt Frivola is going to come out hot and heavy, but Benoit has a, a uh, an ability to take a lot of damage and be resilient. And maybe he, that means surviving round one before he turns it on in round two and three, where Frivola may or may not have a compromised gas tank. Gotcha. 
So I okay, I kind of like that. I like the more on the six and a half. And I did know notice that in in my picks on this, in my actual picks, I did the under on the two. So we're kind of I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds if we do pick over on the six. Okay, I'll go over. I I like the over on the six and a half. We're taking Mm -hmm. over six and a half minute fight time on Boner St. Penis in case you want to match our picks at home. And I mean, it's all about comparing picks and we'll we'll review them before we. Yeah. Sign off. Yeah. (laughs) We want to compare pick size with Boner St. Penis. (laughs) Let's go penis. (laughs) Compare pick size. (laughs) you're on a roll with with fucking dick jokes today Aaron. i love it <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks i don't know where where's uh is there an appropriate sound for that <laughs> when i did i need a steam horn sound effect like the goal for uh hockey games because it's air horn great. yeah you need an air, air horn, horn for sure uh cool so we got that one next the next fight on the uh, main event is Diego Lopez and Pat Sabatini. And Sabatini's another New Yorker, right? Slight favorite here. Uh, um, Sabatini is a New Yorker. However, um, I like Diego Lopez like for any type of finish here based on his fight history. Mm-hmm. And I don't like... We'll we'll need to like look at the options, but I I don't have a personal bet on any of these um, uh any of these picks. I don't actually have much of an opinion on either of these fighters, so I was looking at fight time for this one. So Lope Lopez, um, his last fight ended in the first round. Uh, he fought Evalev, Ivalev, um, at 288. Mavsvar. That went, that went to the, to the cards. Um, which Mavsvar Evalev takes everyone to decision. <laughs> but also, Mavsvar Evalev is a really good fighter. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, early into the second round against Rod, some a Rodriguez. I don't know who the fuck that is. But that, oh, that wasn't in the UFC. I'm sorry. So his his only two. That's why. <laughs> I'm like, A, Rodriguez, got it. Um, he has had, in his career, it seems, well, no, in since 2021, three fights go over 10 and a half minutes. So to me, we're not really betting on Diego. It's what is, how long does Pat Sabatini like to fight? Round two, so in his last five, Two round ones, a round two, and then a pair of decisions. All on UFC Fight Nights. He's never been on a numbered card, it doesn't look like. Average fight time for both of these guys. Nope, he was on right 261. He's right at nine minutes. So what's the what's the okay? Ten so and ten a half. half. So third round is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I yeah. picked I picked under on this myself. <clears throat> and I actually think it's because I think Lopez is gonna win. You don't have to get too far into that third round, though. Um, That's true. It is it to is get the over. It's thirty-one 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna open up the card with a lot of energy because Sabatini is also from New York, mm-hmm. and it's Madison Square Garden. I believe it's the first time he's fighting there, so this will be a big moment for him. Um, 
I uh, think the fight night, um, Ketlin hmm. Vieta Misha Tate was at MSG. Remember? Yeah, but Pat Sabatini wasn't on that card, was he? He sure was. He was the featured prelim. Oh no, shit. Okay, yeah. so maybe okay, he'll Aaron, have a little Aaron, bit more comfort. Do you think Ketlin Vieta and Misha Tate headlined an event at MSG? <laughs> I'm joking. Hell no. <laughs> that was at the apex, and there was Dana White didn't even go to that fight. Yeah, well, okay. Misha Tate headlined UFC 200. They like to use her for stuff. Sure, they, they that really was didn't. almost a hundred pay-per-view events ago. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> um, Which in MMA math was 438 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I mean, like my my, I don't like man. Neither of these guys have a lot of output when it comes to striking. Nope. Sabatini will want to take it to the ground, but, but the submission game yeah. is on Lopez, though. And I think that's what I put in my notes actually was that I thought that Sabatini would go over on the significant strikes, which are 25. Um, it's too low, gotta stay away from it. It's so low, especially too when low? he only puts out one. A so, minute. but but here's the thing like. If it's 25 and a half and then the over under is in the third round, what what is he landing? Go go to his he's uh, landing one a landing. minute. He's landing 15 punches a fight. That's well, it? Two, two. two. Okay, so 30. If, so this if it goes gets into the third round, you're fucked because it's at 20. Yeah. So like they they're really pushing on whether or not you think this is going to go out of the out of the second mm -hmm. really. So and I obviously don't we're talking does. about on the ground then, where we think Diego Lopez has the clear advantage because of his ability to finish fights as he's done mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. So like for me, is there a go ahead uh, takedowns uh, not an option? Is uh, fantasy score an option for either of these guys? Uh, fantasy score is an option for Pat Sabatini at 68. 25. See, now that's cool if you think he's going to win. Which he, I, well, I don't know if he's you, going to win. A win, a win only gets you 20 points. He's landing two strikes a minute, which means basically you 30 if you think strikes he's gonna at stop the end him. of the fight times 0. 0.6 plus a 20 point win bonus. And then whatever he's getting for takedowns. That's yeah. not that's not I 69. Like that. I don't like the fantasy score. I like the fight time one on, on this. I don't think it you goes like into the, the third. You think it goes under? I think it's under 10.10.5 minutes. Because they're gonna go, they're either gonna <laughs> well, they it's if it goes to the ground, like there there's I just think Lopez is gonna lock it up. And that's that's all. I, I, and I don't uh, know how he gets there. We're talking about a guy that doesn't have. Well, no. He has one. His only UFC win is by submission. Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. What? Are, yeah. Uh, hmm. That's the that's the only one I like. But myself. in his fighting career, he has a lot of submissions. That also that that makes me want to stay away from any measurements related to strikes. This is a tough one to pick, but we have to stay true to the rules we set up about 25 yep. minutes ago. And there's no takedown options. So I feel like this has got to be fight time or 
shit. My brain tells me fight time is a safer thing in general to bet on. Yeah. The question we're asking is, do they go over their average fight time? Because they're both roughly nine minutes. Yeah. You're you're good for 10. You're good for 1031. Yeah. And their, their striking output is about the same. It just, it, yeah. So they could. How is Pat's takedown defense? They could nullify nullify each other quite well and result in a decision, but I just I really feel like, um, yeah, it's not. If not this wonderful. goes onto the floor, that Pat's in trouble. Pat's in trouble. The question becomes: When does it get there? Does it get there after the ninth or the well, ten and a half minute mark? And look at that too. Like Sabin Sabatini's going to take him down. He's he does he gets a takedown per round. And if that happens in either of the first two rounds, that's Lopez's game, which I think will happen. So I, I feel like it. I really feel like Lopez is going to win this, even though Sabatini is somewhat of a favorite. It is a coin. What do you think, Ryan? I think Aaron's right that Sabatini will take it to the ground. Um, and I do think Diego Lopez wins by submission. The sticking point is like. When does that happen? Um, I'm good with the under. I, th- I think that he's going to fuck around. He's going to find out. And Lopez is going to prove he's that guy. You like the yeah. under on 10 and a half? Yeah. Okay. All right. Pat Sabatini, Lopez, don't let this go to the judges. Don't even let it go to the third. That's That's what we're asking. All right. We got one more pick to make. And it is for the Steve Ersig, the the Aussie, and Alessandro Costa. And Ersig is ranked number 14 after mm-hmm. his uh, debut. Was that his last fight? Wasn't that his debut? Um, it was. This one, I believe that Ersig... Was he's not it? pictured, but he's got the boxing gloves. And he's it's, got it's, it's strikes, over, fight time, and takedowns. Over under right on fight time is 14.75 minutes. So either he finishes it with 15 seconds left or it goes over. Or he gets finished. So Costa, his last five, three submissions, two decisions. Only one of no, oh no, I'm sorry, that's Ursig. Um so Ursig has subbed three times, all three in the first round, actually. And then otherwise has had two decisions. Costa. So here's why I think Ursig is going to TKO Costa within the fight, within the three rounds. Costa's last five, I'm sorry, Aaron, was con- his only decision was mm-hmm. on the contender series. Yeah. But he and he lost to Albazi via TKO. Mm hmm. And Albazi throws a lot less than Steve Ursig does. Like, so I, I think that I think Ursig is actually gonna light Costa up quite a bit. And I think that he might finish it. So in Ursig's eleven fights, four decisions, seven, no, one. Two. Well, I I, I suppose four four decisions, seven finishes in in his professional career. I should 
I guess I should say then what what I think will happen with this fight, which is now not an oh there it is, is I think that an mm. over on significant strikes is the right call to make on this one because he's almost landing four per minute. I mean, he's getting close to 20 per round. And I do think that they will keep this standing. Hear me out, though. So seven out of seven out of 11 professional fights for Ursig have ended in a finish. For Costa, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 of his 16 professional fights have ended in a finish. Wow. If the if the 14.75 total fight time is there, I feel like I you take the under. Under. It is there. Ryan, what do you think? This is uh, also based the on fe- what you said, I totally agree. And I'm gonna even line up and agree with you even more. <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback on it, which is that this is the featured prelim. So the guys picking these fights are putting a fight at the at the end before the pay-per-view that is supposed to make people go holy shit i want to keep watching more of this to me so this is you a fireworks are, that, fight you are correct and one the, of them will the come. the fight makers know that to me this mm-hmm. is where the odds makers may, maybe didn't do that type of research because 14.75 is a lot of minutes that's a lot of time for something weird to happen this could end in a knee to a downed opponent DQ, and we hit that, we hit that bet. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to win that. Um, With the and less. given the fact that in their collection of fights, the overwhelming majority of the time they do not go to decision. I like it. I like it too. I'm sold on the on the under 14.75 minutes for Steve Ursig. Well, not that it's dependent on him for, for that, that. Yeah, fight. that fight Ursig Costa Ryan. I'm in. Me All too. In. So let's recap in reverse order. The official and first ever pretty neat six pack mm-hmm. on an app that has multiple P's in its name that we could come up with a lot of fun titles for on your promo page. Just yeah, saying the, it. You know. PNP picks would blend. And I'm actually about to play this myself. We have Steve Ersig under the less 14.75 total fight time minutes. Pat Sabatini. Less than 10 and a half fight minutes. Boner St. Penis, also known as Benoit St. Denis. <laughs> I guess Denis would be the way to say it. Under over six and a half. Mackenzie Dern will land more than 38 and a half significant strikes. Tom Aspinall will not get out of the first round one way or the other with Sergey Pavlovich. And Mr. Poeton himself will go over 87 and a half on his total fantasy score. I like it. And I'm playing it. It's in. I'm I'm playing it too. How much am I playing it? You you that's up to you. That that's easiest to split. Well, I thought it would be easiest to split three ways. <laughs> No, no, no. We don't have to split it. That's no, we're, no, don't worry about no, it. No, this is this is you. This yeah. is all you. Well, you're just uh you're just trusting in our 
and our logic and our judgment. I actually really am am comforted by the group logic we all just went through. <laughs> we like am, we we really thought this through. That's why I, I want to put more. <laughs> in fact, I am uh, also we're tripling down right now because okay, I'm also going to. I'm all gonna. I am also gonna play this. This bet. so otherwise submitted. In other picks, I like uh, Troy Terry and Leo Carlson have now combined for four shots. I need them to get one more. Um, Ryan and I had a spirited discussion about what Jared Goff's gonna do to the Chargers secondary on Sunday. He's gonna he's gonna rip it up. He's gonna he's gonna tear it up, uh, like it's tissue paper. Um, pretty much because you can get. Nick Bosa at over a quarter of a sack, which to me, anytime you can get that just feels like a safe play. Um, yeah. The Golden Knights are now up four to zero. The Golden Knights are a good team. It is likely they, they could repeat as Stanley Cup champions. That's the Vegas sound effect I have. Ooh. <laughs> uh, were there any other fights on this card that you are specifically looking forward to that we did not mention already? Uh, there's really not for me. I mean, Tabitha Ricci, Lupi Godinez is going to be a slobber knocker, as was said before. Not. <laughs> you know what? I feel like we haven't had we have four early prelims on this card. We, we have do. a good four prelims. We have five pretty fun fights on the main card. I don't, I don't feel like we've had a full card like this for a little while. Yeah, 13 fights. Loaded I feel like up. 294 kind of ended up not being awesome. Yeah. Oh, and they are on at 5 p.m. My time is when the early prelim starts central. Cool. Yeah. That means I have time to edit this show and publish it very early in the morning unless i stay up for the next few hours and just do it now listen and make your picks let's close on this did you guys hear kayla harrison and aspen ladd are gonna fight yeah in like i heard that. two weeks wow yeah why not kayla and cyborg i i don't i don't know um well i heard that the pfl is gonna run their brand for two years or i should say bellator is gonna run their bellator, brand for two years yeah. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they can do a cross promotional event. However, timing probably means that Aspen's stepping in on very short notice to well, be the sacrificial lamb. Well, Cyborg is going to box. That's going to be her next fight. Ah, got it. Also, and here's something Jake Paul in December in Orlando, beautiful Orlando is going to fight an actual professional boxer at cruiserweight and it's not a pay-per-view it's just on the zone hmm. i know what we're going out on today okay not that i'm saying we should go out right now because i am excited about that as well <laughs> but i know what we're going out on today okay 2024 boner saint penis <laughs> hey it's reverse what do we do i don't know what do we do in this in this uh weird scenario go ducks 2024 go ducks <laughs> let dom listen back to that one <laughs> 
That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring